You are listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose, the food business talk show that shares with you the reality of what's happening in the food and hospitality industry. I am on a mission to help as many people as possible grow and build successful food businesses. Each week on this podcast, you'll get useful information, top tips, as well as what's really happening in the kitchen behind the scenes. Let's get on to today's show. Hello, amazing people. How is everybody this week? It's another episode of Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets. And today I am talking about a topic that I know quite a few of you have been interested in for a while, but how to turn your side hustle into a baking business. So it's going to be a really great episode. But first, I am going to tell you about my free challenge I've got coming up in November. So if you are looking to start your business in 2024, your baking business, get it off the ground, or even if you've got a side hustle like I'm talking about today and you want to go from doing it on the side to going full time and living that baking dream that you've had in your head like I did five years ago. If you want to do that in 2024, I want you to come and join my free challenge that starts on Tuesday the 21st of November. So come and get yourself involved in that. It's a free day challenge on the Tuesday the 21st, Wednesday the 22nd and Friday the 24th of November. Link will be in the show notes but I'd love for you to get involved if you are thinking of getting your business going in 2024, you've got an idea in the back of your head to start a baking business or you've already got a side hustle and are just thinking, how on earth do I turn this into a full-time business? Because that's what I'm really destined to do. So that's for you. Come and sign up. It'll be great to have you in there. And also in that week on the 23rd of November, on Thursday the 23rd, if you are going to the Cake and Bake Show in Olympia in London, I am going to be there. I am doing two pro masterclasses and I am so excited. I love being on stage, but I like to meet people as well in the person because I'm online so much of the time I don't actually get to see you. So if you are going to be at the Cake and Bake Show, come and check out my pro masterclasses. One is the business startup checklist and the other one is talking about a bit similar to this podcast, how to turn your side hustle into a booming business. So come and check out those masterclasses and don't forget, sign up to the free challenge. So today's episode, how to turn your side hustle into a baking business, or even if you're just starting out in thinking you've got an idea for a bakery you love baking you just the thought of baking every day just fills you with joy that's where I started so I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I got to opening a cafe and bar back in 2018 just to show how it can be done and what I did and what went on really to get there what I actually did was I'd been thinking about this for a long time. It wasn't something that just came up overnight. It wasn't like a light bulb moment. I had an idea that I love baking. I'd love to do something I was passionate about. I was in a job, which it was a nice job. It wasn't really filling me with joy. I didn't go to work thinking that I wanted to necessarily be there. The people were lovely. I loved being around the people. The, the job was fine. You know, I, was, I wasn't quiet. I wasn't bored, but I wasn't exactly excited by the job. And I just felt this was just such a waste. I didn't want to do spend my life doing a nine to five job and then I'll wake up one day and go, oh, I should have really just gone for it, just had given it a go. And that's what I'd got to. That was the point I'd got to where I'd gone, I need to have a talk with myself and get my mind right because why am I here? Why why am I here? What am I destined to do? Because all I think about is baking. All I want to do is bake. And yeah, I'm doing a job that doesn't let me do that. So I need to make that change. And that's what that was basically how it came about. What I realised and the year before I actually 
quit my job and then went on to open the cafe and the bar, I'd run London Marathon. And at the time, I'd run all of about five miles when I signed up for it. And it was far, far harder than I ever could imagine. Anyone's ever run a marathon out there or ever considered running a marathon? I thought it wouldn't be that bad. I was so wrong, unbelievably wrong. It took over my entire life for six months. All I thought dreamt did was revolving around the marathon but I had the reason I did the marathon was because I was bored in my job and I needed something to focus on to prove that I could challenge myself of what I was capable of I needed to know that I could push myself and be more than I was in that particular job and when I'd run the marathon itself and it was it was every bit as painful as I imagined it to be but it was also the best experience I'd one of the best experiences I'd ever been on despite all of the the training I fundraised for it as well so there's a lot of fundraising but despite all of that it was the best experience because I came out to the end of the marathon and it was all very emotional you know if you when you've been training that long and you've run many many hours I can't remember how many it felt like many hours I think it was nearly four hours 44 I think I did it in in the end when you've been through that journey of a marathon what was so great about London was the fact that the streets were just lined with people that cheered you every step of the way there was people there was not one part of that entire 26 mile experience that there wasn't someone there for you there wasn't someone wanting you to succeed and you got to the end of it and it was the most amazing feeling to know you've achieved something that I completely thought was not possible. I never thought I could run the marathon and I ran the whole way, partly because it was too painful to walk. That achievement, that sense of what I could do, woke me up to why am I why am I doing a job that I'm just not happy with? And that's why I decided that I wanted to do something more and I wanted to do something I loved doing. And what I loved was baking. That's why I quit my job. And that's the reason I opened the cafe. And I did pretty much go from finding somewhere, getting the finances in place and then quitting and opening it. And I went there. I didn't have professional baking experience. I didn't have professional business qualifications as such. I'd done, I've worked in corporate, I'd done leadership training, I've been in digital marketing. So I had some experience and I'd managed campaigns and projects. So I had what I felt was enough logical experience, if you like. I had enough knowledge to be able to get me started, to get me going, even if I didn't have necessarily the paper qualifications on my wall to say that I am a qualified baker because I've got a certificate. Yes, I could have done that, but i didn't think it was necessarily the right route for me. It wasn't the right route for me. It's the right route for some people to feel that they need that piece of paper, but it didn't stop me from opening a business. I didn't need that. I needed all the legal health and safety, all the environmental health, all the licenses, all of those sorts of things, all of the practical things I needed. But I knew that if I wrote a list and I just worked through it step by step, I would eventually get there. And that's exactly how I ended up getting into business, was by basically going for it, taking action. It was messy. It was far from perfect. I made lots of mistakes. I probably wasted a hell of a lot of money learning on the job. I learned lots of things from Google, which you should never solely rely on Google. Trust me, if you heard my episode on equipment a couple of weeks ago, you'll understand why. I still did it without the knowledge. I didn't know anyone that had done this before. I didn't know anyone that was running. I didn't dare speak to anyone else who had cafes or bars in the in my local town. 
because they were the competition, even though we it was never like that, really. But I was terrified. I was terrified of what everyone thought. <laughs> Actually, having where I am now and having learned everything I learned, I was fine. It all came out fine. Everything worked. Yeah, OK, some days it was good. Some days we had customers complain. You get that in any business, however refined you are. But I just gave it a go and I knew if I didn't do it, I would regret it. So I want you to think about if you are thinking I'd really love to bake every day for my business or I want to start up my baking business. Number one thing that you're going to need to work on. And one thing I never appreciated and I probably still work on it every single day now is your mind. Your mind is your biggest muscle, your strongest weapon, but it also can hold you back. Think about those counter arguments that are stopping you, those elements of self-doubt that are kind of going, well, you're not, you're not, you're not experienced. You've not got qualification. You don't need one. Do you, do you like to bake? Do you have people that enjoy your baking? That's all you need to know. And that's all you need. And you're, you're going to have moments where you really doubt yourself. I do in this current business all the time, all the time. You can ask my husband. He will give you the full download. Doesn't stop me from showing up and giving it a go. What's the worst that could happen? And you might be thinking, well, how do you how do you go from leaving the comfort of a secured job, having a salary coming in every month to not knowing whether you're going to make the money or not by planning? When you're turning, whether you're just starting out or you've got a side hustle, you need a plan. You need goals. You hear horrible, horrible stats about how many baking business or hospitality business cafes fail within the first five years. It's not because they're not good at what they do. It's not because they've not got a great product. It's because they're people's areas of genius isn't thinking like a business because they're passionate about what they do. And that's the thing that really holds people back. It's not having the knowledge to know how to make sure that you think like a business as well as do something you love. And that is a really fine balance. So what you need is a really good plan with goals that are attainable, that are achievable, then you can start to work out how you get there. Because if you've got somewhere to aim for and a vision, have a real clear vision of what you want. And with your vision, I don't want you to limit yourself. Don't think, oh, someone like me couldn't possibly do that. Think big. You know, you think about great big chain fast food restaurants. They started with one place, but yet they're the, you know, McDonald's slogan the biggest small business in the world, because they have built a franchise based on one. And if you want that, who's stopping you? You. (laughs) That's who. Don't let you stop you. If you've got an idea, you've got a dream, put a plan in place to get you there. And you may be thinking, they cost thousands of pounds. I had a bakery side hustle alongside the cafe and bar. So I'm going to give you an example of how you can make it happen. I started after covid or during COVID, I started breaking bread for the cafe because I love bread baking. I'd always loved it. I had to use a local bread supplier because I didn't have time to do bread and we didn't have the oven space at the time because I thought you needed big deck ovens. Reason I started baking bread for the cafe is because our bakery supplier had huge issues with staffing and we wouldn't get bread until lunchtime, which when you have a cafe and a lot of people want breakfast sandwiches, at nine o'clock in the morning, you don't have bread. It's a little bit of a problem. So I decided to bring the bread baking in house in the small range oven I had in our kitchen. Again, it wasn't big (laughs) and it wasn't always clever either, but that's a different story. I started the bakery as a side hustle for the cafe. When I realised that people liked what we were doing. They liked our bread. They kept going, oh, can we buy a loaf? And we'd make loaves <laughs> for people in the tiny oven. It was tiny. I'm not, I'm not, it's about the size of my home oven. It wasn't big. 
that's when I realised I've got a bakery side hustle. I need to turn this into a bakery because I've tested it on the market. It seems to be working. People liked it and they want more. But I don't have, it was about £30,000, I think it was, UK pounds that I would need because I worked out the budget. So I sat down, I put a plan together. I don't have £30,000 sitting in the bank account. I have some of that, but I don't have it all. So I went to the bank for a loan. They said no. And that's not uncommon in my line of business, particularly during COVID and the loans they were giving out at the time called resilience loan, but only if you were turning a profit. The fact that we were actually breaking even during COVID was a miracle in my view. So I thought that was actually pretty good going. The fact that the business was still open when so many businesses were suffering. It wasn't the right criteria for the bank. Okay, what's the next option? They said, no, what do I do next? I'll try crowdfunding. And that's what I did. So I didn't necessarily have the cash sitting in my bank because we didn't. It was thinking about, well, I want to get here. How do I solve that problem? It's problem solving. It's thinking about the solution, not thinking about the problem, think about the solution. And that solution was, I'll do crowdfunding because crowdfunding, I'm involving the local community. If it's something they want, they will invest and they will then be my customers before I've even opened the bakery. And I raised £17,000 in that method. I had a plan, I had goals, I had a strategy. And that's what took that side hustle to being a full-time bakery that then won Britain's Best Loaf Awards three months after opening. And it wasn't because I was the best qualified. It wasn't because I'm a Michelin star chef. It wasn't because I was baker with years and years of experience. I don't have any of those. I don't have any of those accolades to my name. But what I did was have a plan. I had a strategy and I had an idea and a vision. And that's what took me there. And I put the steps in place to get me there. Obviously, I had a bit of knowledge from having opened the cafe, having opened the bar and bake at the bar as well. So I had an idea of what might work for my business. And then I took it to that next level. So it wasn't like I did anything radical. And you might think, well, you might think I had some magic answer for turning it, my, my idea into a business and then into a full-time baking business and kind of living out the dream that I'd had and fulfilling it. It really, really wasn't. I didn't have any magic beans or anything like that. I didn't have experience. I didn't have professional qualifications. I don't have certificates. I just use logic, common knowledge and a little bit of strategy along the way. And I knew that one of my areas, apart from my love, my love of baking, I also like the business side of it. I love doing business. It's one of my things that I am really passionate about. So I took all of the knowledge that I'd learned from leadership skills, from my marketing, my social media, all of those brand launching campaigns. I took those and used those to the best of my ability. So it was using my life skills and that knowledge that I had before and being smart about it. Often what I would find is I'd get so caught up about if people weren't coming in or I'll get upset that, you know, some days I'd made the most amazing cake or I'd done lots of beautiful breads and then no one would come in because it rained all day and no one wanted to come out. I can't help that. And I couldn't get upset about that. It's just the way it goes sometimes. But it's about really understanding the business side and having that ability to plug the business mind in and nurturing that, learning from what you're doing, analysing what you're doing and taking it and doing something different next time. It's always, always important to think about what if I did this, what could happen next? It's kind of having a contingency plan for all different aspects of your business. If you've got a plan, if you've got goals and you've got clear vision and you've got a great product, if you love baking, you've probably already got a great product. 
It's just being smart about how you use it and how you apply that to a business. That is the kind of thing that will take your side hustle for into a full-time business. It's having that clear plan. And if you've got a plan, you've got something to work to. So even if not everything goes to plan, the world doesn't go to plan. If you're going to come and join my challenge, I'll probably be talking a little bit about the sort of steps I took to get my business open and how I manage that and how I use my project management skills, which I can share with you when I launch my new course as well, because that's coming up. But I use those skills to the best of my ability. And I had a plan. If things went wrong, I knew I could adjust it because I had an idea of how I got how I'd get there, what I needed to do to get there. And I would change it accordingly because sometimes things don't go in a straight line. (laughs) And that's that's the that's the attitude you've got taken. It's the biggest thing, like I've already said, from taking a passion into a full time business. It's going to be making sure you really have a strong mindset because the entrepreneurial journey and being your own boss it's a roller coaster anyone who's already a baking business owner or owns any business it's an emotional roller coaster it's a great one <laughs> some days it really tests you beyond what you thought you could do but you can do it and that's the great thing about having your own business because you need to have that clear idea of where you want to head you need to have a plan and you will go off course the, the wheels will come off every now and again it's being able to get back on and try again. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'll say I've cried in the cupboard at work before. I cried several times in the cupboard at work before because it all got too much and it got too emotional and things did not go right. That's okay. I came back, <laughs> wiped off my tears, got out of the cupboard, came back upstairs and carried on again. I dealt with the next day, did some work on my own mindset, took some time out for myself, did some meditation, whatever it is you need to do to get that mindset right. That will really, really help you. And that is really what's going to make your business a success is keeping your mind strong. The great news is I am here to help you with that. I am here to be your support. When I did it, I didn't have anybody like me that could help. I didn't have anyone to sort of lean on that really understood what I was going through because most people around me were employed. They had full time jobs. And I've always had that slight Maserick side of me where I don't like conformity and sticking to a nine to five sort of routine when it comes to work. I'm not very good at that. But maybe that's because I'm a musician and we (laughs) we tend to work at night. That's our sort of showtime seems to be in the evening. But it's again, it's people don't really understand what it was like to set up your own business, what you would need to go through. And like I said, a lot of people just couldn't understand why I would do it. Why would you do that? Why would you leave the security of someone else paying for you? In this day and age, I don't believe any job is secure. Anyone could be made, you know, anything could change. I feel much more comfortable knowing that it's up to me to decide how much money I want to make. And yes, some days it doesn't happen the way I want it to. I don't. And it doesn't work in the way I planned it. But I'm in control. I get to decide then what I do next. I don't have to rely on a company to tell me what to do. I don't have to go through lots of red tape. It's what I do next. It's my choice. So that is why I'm here, because I can help you make those choices. I can help you go in the right direction. And if you don't know something, you don't need to do it alone. I didn't know lots of things and I did it alone. It was hard. It was awful. That's why I'm here for you. (laughs) So you're not alone. That's why I've got the group. That's why I'm doing these courses. And that's why I have Baking Boss we are better together. We're better as a team and we'll learn together. And that's why I'm here. 
So that is today's podcast on how to turn your side hustle into a baking business. Remember, if you're in Olympia in London on the 23rd of November, come and see the masterclass on this because I will be there. But also get involved in my free challenge if you want to get that business going in 2024 because it is such a great experience and I want to see as many baking businesses succeed as possible, which is why I'm here to help you. Come and get involved in the free challenge. The link will be in the show notes. If not, visit bakingboss.net. Come and see me on the socials. I am Baking Boss. And I would love to see as many of you in that challenge as possible because there'll be competitions. There's also going to be a masterclass coming up in November. And I'm going to be launching that new course just for people like yourself that wants to get this business off the ground and going. So let's do this in 2024, people. This is going to be your year. I hope you have a great day. I hope you enjoyed this episode and it's given you some things to think about. If you go and do one thing off the back of this episode today, go write down what that vision is for your business. It can be as big as you like. In fact, make it big. Make it as big as possible because I want you to aim as high as you possibly want to go because it's all possible. Everything is possible. You just need to know how to get there. Hope you have a great week. See you next time and as ever, happy baking. Thank you for listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose. If you're enjoying this podcast, then please do give it a review and don't forget to subscribe and follow. If you want to get some useful resources, then do visit my website, bakingboss.net and give me a follow on social media at Naomi Rose Baking Boss and I am Baking Boss. We'll see you on the next episode.